right, welcome to another episode of Song Title Challenge, where the question is, climbers, how should you write this one? Uh, this is a really cool inside look behind the green curtain on the Wizards of Oz and how they think, how they start to put together a song. What happens at the beginning of a songwriting session, How you know, where they dig down past the dirt, past the copper, past the gold, past the platinum to the diamond to get to the really, really good angle on how to write that title. Sometimes the first idea you have is a good one and, and the best one, but <laughs> mostly... It's not. Mostly you need to go past that and find a different angle that that. And I think we can all agree that when that happens, all of a sudden the energy in the room just kind of explodes yeah. when you have that right idea. And then it just starts to write itself. Right. Like you can't keep up with the momentum in the room. And that's a real super fun way to write. So climbers, you send in your song titles to info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no S. Send it to info at daredevilproduction.com. Put song title challenge or STC in the subject line so that it gets into the right folder. If you don't, it won't. And then I store them. I pick out a title before we bring a hit songwriting guest on. And I spring it live to our guest and to Brent. I have a little bit of a head start, but like by minutes, by sheer minutes of a head start. And believe me, I'm not thinking about how to, how to write the song until we drop it. And then we just cook up five or six different conceptual angles on how to do it. This is not a co-write in any way, shape, or form. It's a fun, creative exercise to really kind of show you how everyone thinks. And use all of what we say. Use none of what we say. It's totally up to you. We just demand an invite to the number one party. That's your only requirement. And the final thing is that this is also an incredible exercise for you to breathe new life into old hooks in your hook book, right? Like if you keep a hook book, man, and you've got stuff there from years ago, well, I always liken it to lettuce. It's like it wilts and you, it, the energy comes off of it. You're human. And you're like, ah, if you didn't get enough attention in the due time, in the right amount of time, all of a sudden it starts to go over to the, like the redheaded bastard stepchild pile over here and you're not going to deal with it, right? But when you go back and you put this like 15 or 20 minutes of work into that title, all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is this is why this made it in my hookbook. And what happens, Brent, when you yeah, do that? Yeah, so I've been testify. I started doing this myself. We started doing this uh, for the podcast, and I was like, I, I get we were having so much fun and actually getting results out of these titles that at first blush you think, oh gosh, I would never write this. Then like 10 minutes in, you're like, oh, I would totally write this. I started wondering, like, how many of my own titles are in that category of when I'm looking for something to write, I just blow past it because it's not immediately obvious what I should do with it. And so I started figuring out a way to do my own personal song title challenge. And I'm like, that's most of what I bring into co-writes and I'm getting cuts off that stuff. So, yeah, I don't just tell you to do it. I do it on my own time. <laughs> well, right on. Well, man, we are super excited to get our guest on today, Brent. Well, like we've been we've been chasing this boy for for a little while. We've been chasing him down, and we finally right. caught him. We finally caught the tiger by the toe. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna start calling you Rocket Sanders. Really hard to catch. Or KJ, you think you got him down, and then he's like, I left weights, and then he's then he's not down anymore. So. I don't, if y'all don't get those references because you don't follow Arkansas football like our guest and I do, uh, which is not that I need a reason, but that is why I'm repping the their hogs today. Uh, but our guest is an Eastern, as a native of East Arkansas, so Woo Pig, and I've been hearing his name before I ever met him. But you might know him from The Voice. He was on Team Blake, 
if you listen to Cody Johnson, you should know his stuff. He's got Cuts by Cody, uh, Nothing on You, and God Bless the Boy, which are both just killer songs. He writes with and has had Cuts by Joe Haydell, Aaron Kinsey. He just had his first Texas number one with an artist named Mike Ryan, a song called Die Running. Apparently, it didn't die till it hit number one, which is Then You're Free to Go. When you when you've done that, uh, but you catch yeah. him. We'll we'll talk about what he's got coming up. Uh, but welcome to the climb, Barrett Baber. Thank you, man. Yeah, welcome, thank Barrett. You, thank you. Glad to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Thank you for saying yes, bro. This is cool. I'm sorry. Oh, and I have to mention on the air that Barrett, Barrett Barrett's wearing a Better Than Ezra T-shirt, which is like a killer rock band from the '90s. And we were just yes, talking. About now that, that we're on so YouTube, you can actually that. see some of this stuff. <laughs> Not just take our word for it. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. So let's. Uh, are you boys are never you ready? ready? That's the fun part. Yeah, man. Oh, sure. You are never ready. Okay. So this is from Patrick Adams. Hey, I, I, man. Is this I the first like time we've done one of Patrick's titles? But uh, I know he's into the song title challenge. I wrote with Patrick one time, and he had this title. And I was writing with him and a couple guys. And Patrick was like, "We need a song title challenge." This. I was like, "Oh, you're drinking the Kool Aid." Yeah, because because that so title song like, called Drink yeah, on a Surface mind. was like a little cliche, right? Yeah, that they brought in, yeah. and we just tell Barrett what happened with that. Just 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 tell him real quick because that was awesome. So it's funny. So obviously Patrick's a climber, and he listens to show it, and he brought me in on a ride one time with him and a couple other climbers. We're like, I got this title, but we need a song title to challenge it. So it ended up being it turned out pretty well. So we've been pitching it around some, and I don't know if you know Steve Block. Steve listened to it and uh, for some of the Black River artists. And Steve was like, you know, I saw the title and I wasn't crazy about it. I thought it was going to be a certain thing. Then I listened to the song and it was like, oh, that's way cooler. And that is the point of song title challenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Like maybe you take a title where you're not winning before you're spinning exactly. and, and you ambush him with something really cool. And they're like, oh, crap, yeah. we got to we got to show this to so and so. I love it. All right. So, Patrick, thank you for sending this in. Here's the title, guys. The title is With a Cold One. Oh, okay. With a Cold One. My hot take on this is I like this because I can't wait to find out what cold yeah. ones we're going to come up with. Because, yes. of course, the first thing that comes into mind is beer. But, man, there is so many different angles that you could take on this. We're only limited by our imaginations that could really make that phrase. And I feel like it's like I feel... I feel like just on the, and I'm not pigeonholing or, or putting up guardrails, but for country, like this just sounds like a title yeah. that could easily be a number one hit on country P1 radio from a major label artist. Right. It's, it's right down the line of beer and trucks and all that stuff. But that's not to limit it from being anything else, too. So. Yes, how to make this a gospel song. Go. Now, Patrick, thanks for sending this in. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm the same way. I like the title. So this is tip, man. As far as titles, if you have a title with cold one, one is what we think of beer, but it could be what is the one other thing it could be. It gives you plenty of room to play and surprise people. And so those are usually fun for titles just because it, it has built in like, oh, let's just see what else is going on here. So, yeah, my first thought is with the cold one is, is like Johnny says, the beer thing. I'm doing everything I do with a cold one or maybe things you can't do with a cold one which I don't know what things you can't do with the beer, but... Uh, and maybe that's the song. <laughs> here's, here's things you can't do with a cold one. And there's just a hole. This is just silence. Right. <laughs> the, uh, this is kind of what I call, like, in the room, I'll call this, we're always trying to find our angle of yes. entry. I always, like, what's our mm -hmm. angle of entry? Like, how do we get in to the 
this song and yeah and then there's like multiple there's multiple angles of entry for various sections like how do we get into the chorus yeah and so how do we get into the song how do we get into the chorus how do we get into the second chorus all of those things like what's our angle of entry on a cold one and like obviously the first thing you think about is beer which is i'm not gonna say it's always a good thing in a song when you're writing a song you know it's an, an easier topic just because like there's a lot of beer songs out there yeah but that may be one reason why to think about it in a different way you know like what exactly the cold one is mm-hmm. and then like right away first when i first heard it i just wrote three things down like we're really two like i was trying to think all right what's not beer yeah like what's not beer how do we write the song where it's maybe just like dances across the beer thing but then gets to the big thing right yeah and so like you know like what are some things that can be cold mm. that aren't beers but also can be singular and that are like one yeah so like a night like a night could be a cold better have a, it's it's good to have a girl on a cold one right yeah like that mm. where you just start thinking those things like well what are those things that go good with a thing that's not a beer like a cold night mm. like and this, I would probably lean away from writing this angle, but it's worth saying because it could get us to the actual angle. And that's that's really the key for folks that are working on their songwriting craft, I've found. And I, you know, I don't know any of this to be fact. I just know it because I've like spent the last seven years writing five days a week. And that's like why I feel like I'm any good at this is not because I'm like special. It's just yeah. I've just been doing it like crazy. Mm-hmm. And so, and really, I feel like just now kind of coming into my own of like being able to really not be afraid <laughs> of this situation right. you know, where I don't know it's <laughs> so, I think, um, you know, that. Yes, you are. Like, that's the deal. Like, I would never write this. Pro- I don't want to say never, but I would lean away from it. But I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. A cold person, like a person can mm-hmm. be cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you wanted to do a thing that like, and you could do this depending on the artist. You know, I would never, I wouldn't write this for myself because it wouldn't necessarily be my truth, but like, depend on the artist and how young they are, mm-hmm. what their sound is, would affect whether or not I'd write that. Cause like, if we're writing something that's real, like pop country leaning towards the radio hard, leaning towards some of this newer stuff that's like a little more progressive that has some like real pop elements and pop melodies and phrase and stuff like that Mm -hmm. then you could write it about a person and that like specifically like if i'm writing for if we're writing for a male artist we could write it about a female Mm -hmm. like that or not you ain't hurt something love the cold one or something like something like that but you have to be so careful about that because there is a thing where it's like you just don't it's just i don't know it doesn't feel good especially if she's the one like at home at home with a cold one then you're like, is that your wife you're talking crap about? Like that's, I mean, which <laughs> it's like, like it's just hearted, yeah, you know, like a cold, cold like cold uh, heart, that kind of thing, yeah. cold hearted. But I, mean, I think probably the from a commercial standpoint, like figuring out a beer. So like, if we talk about like what's the first easiest way to write it to be like, well, you do the listy thing, you know, mm-hmm. like all the things. There's already a song called Better With Beer. I, yeah. I, I forget the artist, but all these things go better with beer. Yeah. Right? But you could do that thing. That song's, you know, it's yeah. probably 10 years old, but the... Um, it's better with a cold one. You know, you could do that thing where it's like, when you're fishing, you know, better, with, better with the cold. Yeah. Or something with the cold one. You know, do it with the cold one. 
I don't know. There's all. There's also another one. I just remember. There's another song called "That's a Cold One," right? That kind of goes. Cold one. Yeah. 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 It goes back and forth between like that's a burn. It's the beer as well. Like that was a cold one, and then it's a beer too. Like there's there's other way they juxtapose that, but but yeah, with the cold one, what else could be cold? And also, and Barrett, I forgot to tell you too. Not that you didn't mm-hmm. know this, but I mean, you're we're free on this exercise to put anything before or after the title to change it around. Okay, so you've got you know carte blanche to do whatever you want to do. Just let your mind go. Yeah, I mean, the first dumb thing I think of is like a hot girl with a cold one, that sort of thing. A girl with a beer. Huh. You like stack hot and cold against each other. That's cool, man. I mean, I like doing things like that often. I'm trying to like. Uh, yeah, hot, hot night with a cold one. What if you were? What if you were? Okay, what if you go down that sort of, that's, you know, little cliche, little predictable, right, hot girl with the cold one. Mm-hmm. What if you go down that road and you're sort of describing everything and everybody thinks they know exactly what you're talking about, but really, like, let's say the cold one's like her <laughs> evil little freaking chihuahua or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, you, you have a reveal at the, the end, like, yeah. how am I going to get past the cold she one? The you cold know what one. I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I'm thinking, too, like, what if... It ends up being a positive love thing, but it's like, you know, you're out with a girl and it's like this bar kind of sucks or this restaurant kind of sucks. It's a warm beer, blah, blah, blah. but I'd rather be here with you in a warm beer than anywhere else with a cold one. Like meaning like with a oh, cold beer, on. but also with a cold oh. relationship. Like, you know, so you're talking about. This, yeah. this is not a hobby for This is This is not. This is in the podcast, <laughs> I mean that's so. Cool. Say that again. Say it oh, again. I'd rather be here with you in a cold beer than anywhere else with a. Or I'd rather be here with you in a warm beer than anywhere else with a cold one. And that's going with. The, I'd rather be here than you know cold beer or with a cold relationship. Yeah. Like you know maybe I used to have a relationship that was cold, whatever. But I'd rather be here with you or whatever. This is just a good relationship. Now, if we drill down into that, mm-hmm. that's just such a killer angle there man like but if you drill down into that see, this this would be the next step for me is i'd start drilling down into that yeah and thinking like okay that's such a cool line but is it enough like is it enough to write a whole song around that because that's kind of the yeah that's saying it all right there that would be like down in the warm beer but i'd rather be with you with the cold one i mean that's kind of sums it up so like is there enough to say before and after what comes before yeah, it's like the unpacking. Are you setting up the scene of like we're at this little dive place that you know it's like where the food's cold and the beer's hot kind of place, you know? But hey, I'd still rather. But then that's all right because, of course, it's good because you're here and we're good. And then maybe second verse, do you unpack the cold relationship part of like you know? Because I've I've had other relationships or hey, we could be those sad couples that don't get along or whatever. Yeah. But that's it's you know, or those rich people that have all the nice things, but they don't love each other anymore. No, I I don't want that. I'd rather be here with you in a warm beer than. My only fear with it would be that if you the beer just like it's such a like why does that matter at all? Such a throwaway thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just like how why does it matter? Like does beer matter? Does a warm beer or cold beer? Whether or not a beer is cold matter that much? You know, like that's. To make somebody go like, hell yeah, I know what he's talking about. Like, yeah, yeah, like I feel that. It's like, you really, because like, it, whatever, if, it's, if the beer's warm, yeah. it's still beer, you know, like, like I don't know. It, but here's, check this out. This just hit me while you were talking. I think here's what I would do. Yeah, this might be it. All right. So like, 
making it about a, a, a headstone, mm. right? Like talking to a cold one. Like, yeah. Ooh. So it's a, it can be about beer. So it's more like a, you should be here. Like, wish you were here, homie. Mm-hmm. That like died too soon, like going too soon kind of thing where, where you're like sitting up here. Like maybe it's, you frame it in a way where you're at the cemetery. Yeah. Where there's like a, you're at the cemetery kind of just, Hardy does a great job at doing this, man. Like he's got a couple that that rip your guts out, yeah. man. Like, um, give heaven some hell. Yeah, one. drink and, one uh, for me or one of those. It's something like that. Like, yeah, where it's just like one of those things where it's like, um, you just kind of because it, it, here's why I like that because I personally do. I can't. I mean, probably almost anyone that you talk to, that's just a normal life living American person that's a country music fan has had an experience. Is either had an experience like that where they've lost somebody mm-hmm. before they should, or, you know, where somebody gets taken from them, be it a family member. A lot of times it's a friend, you know, almost all of us mm-hmm. have one friend that died somehow or just went off to war, whatever it is. And if you don't have that experience, you probably will. Yeah. And so, like, all of a sudden now you're writing to a thing that's like so woven into society and so many people can identify with. And so many people have those feelings. And the truth is not hardly any of us go to a cemetery and talk to a headstone, right? right. It's like not necessarily all that realistic. Now, some people do, mm-hmm. but man, we all can, we all know what it, what it feels like to lose somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And most of the time lose somebody young that we feel like was taken from us. And mm-hmm. so I think you start thinking about it in those terms too, right? So like it can mean both of those things at the same time with the cold one, like da da Talking about the stone, you know, catching you up. I'd be up here. I know you ain't even talking about yourself in a funny way. It's like, I must look crazy. You know, I must look crazy up here talking to a something, not a a stone. Yeah. But I can't help. But every so often I got to come up here and spend time with the cold one, you know, or something like that. Or like that. And then somehow in that chorus, make it about both things about you bring a six pack with you. Like maybe even the first thing you say in the song is like, Got a sixer from the quick down the quick stop. Mm-hmm. Every time I come up here, my heart drops. Yeah, that kind of thing. start building that scene, setting that scene. Talk, start ran into your mommy last week at the grocery store. How does it really happen in life? Yeah, and then make <laughs> it rhyme, and uh, and make it race, and then get to that. Say that again. Say that again. How does it really happen in Amen. life? Amen. And then make it rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> That's some gold right there. For me, I feel like it would probably. Then this is the next question I generally ask myself in a situation like this mm-hmm. is I start thinking about the chorus. So if let's say we decide we're going to set it aside, but we've decided, all right, we're going to set the scene. We're going to draw a picture with words in the first verse. We're going to introduce beer. We're going to introduce where he is, mm-hmm. who he's talking to. We're going to need to probably go ahead and hint at or say that we're talking to a dead person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, need to kill somebody pretty early in this song yeah. and then get to the chorus. And then I would think about this. The next question I was asking myself is, does it bookend? Yep. Right. Is the hook at the top of the chorus and the bottom and at the bottom of the chorus. Here's the best part about the first chorus, though, in situations like this is, well, this song, probably when we hit the top of the chorus, they're going to know that's the hook. Yeah. Right. A lot of times you can give them the hook early. Yeah. They don't know it's the hook yet. But after they hear it the second time, they go, oh, yeah. shit, he said it already. He said it once before already. And then the hard part about that is now you got to say something in the second verse that makes 
that makes it mean even more in the second chorus. Yeah. In this particular song, at this point, grab my guitar. Yeah. Uh, then, and I start singing gibberish. Yeah. But I, if I think, all right, let me try out the bookend. And I'd probably turn on my recorder right now just in case something special happened. I'd say, it and on it, when you're coming up here, it's a song that when I'm on a beer and a song that don't Ooh, I love that. Here comes the stories about the song when it all we're gonna go around again because it feels so good. Right. cut that second verse in half yeah that's great oh okay first of all that was freaking awesome i i love that and now now just from okay just from that like my brain just exploded okay Mm -hmm. into and this maybe seems like a little redundant but Mm -hmm. there's so many great rhymes that you could use around that you know like sold one told one Mm -hmm. bold one gold one right hold one like it's so you could have like all these all of a sudden now it's much more broad yeah and with a cold one can be the tag but it can be like you don't know the right girl till you hold one oh yeah you don't know commitment till you got a gold one that would be be a cool mechanic maybe to use the word one over and over again yeah and then i would try very hard yeah to not set up cold one yeah, with the right. word one save it for the so i would hook. try to do yeah i do one one yeah. one old one yeah. i sold one da, 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 a one 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 all through the course get off of it for the last rhyme mm-hmm. and say da, 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 yeah. where you are son yeah so i that makes me think of you know so he's showing up it's like because every time like he had why is he bringing a beer to this because that was their thing like they're always like you better show up with the cold one right so I know we're going to hang out. I got to show up yeah. with the cold one when I show up, nah, 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 you know, because that's how we that's how we run. And so if you got that like at the top of the course and then the bottom of the course, you realize maybe he's in heaven or maybe that's maybe you don't give that away yet. Maybe that's the second verse. But and the second verse, like, I don't know how I'm going to pack it in my casket and get it. But when I when I get up there where you are, come hell or high water, I'll be there with the cold one when I show up. Because that's how we do it. Somehow I'm going to bring this beer, the six pack into heaven. Oh, yeah. And see, now you, like I said before, this is not a hobby for Brent because he just revealed to everyone listening how to do it <laughs> without killing somebody in the first verse. Mm-hmm. In fact, the way you just said it allows us to maybe kill, kill this dude, 
kill this friend, we're going to kill him maybe even in the bridge, mm-hmm. right? So we yeah. can go the whole song without killing the guy. It's uh, The whole song's about beer. The bridge comes. We kill the guy somehow with two lines, and then we sing the chorus again, same lyric, mm-hmm. but now it means something totally different. No, we're not talking about Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Just now you said something like, well, we always used to, you know, Always used to say, if show you're going to show up, on. you know, just like, yeah. never and, show and the up second verse, cold. never show up without, no, uh, without a cold uh, one, better yeah. on. so we can young, you better bring one, you better son, no, 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 right? And so, like, then second verse, we like, expand you know, we've, somehow we've all on missed that, you growing up, yeah, or we, that we, we've, we've all missed up. you, and you know, you ain't been yeah. around or whatever. You do kind of foreshadowing, so and maybe we kill him. Maybe we kill him at the end of the second verse, mm-hmm. and in the second chorus, you know, the way we sent, ain't no surprise how we sent you out with the cold. Oh, with the cold one. Oh, that's cool. And maybe that's the second verse, and the bridge is like, I don't know how I'm going to get to six back into heaven, but you can bet when it's my time, you know, next time I see you, I'm going to show up with the cold one. Yeah, show up. It'll be with the cold So, Come on, there right we the go. Right I'm digging point. that. Oh. Yeah. It's been a hobby, man. It's been a hobby <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not a hobby for him. That shit just happened. That Patrick's just be happened. Like, Who do I email? <laughs> how do I find Barry? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm loving that because that that whole vibe it makes it a lot bigger than a beer. It's not a beer song. Yeah, it is, but it's about it has to be more than about a beer, man. Mm-hmm. Or else why? Like why would anybody cut? Especially if you're hunting an oh. outside cut. Yeah. Now you know you get the right artist in the room, and you could write it shallow. You could write it ankle mm-hmm. deep, and maybe they'll cut it, and maybe it'll be a big smash. But if you're writing for an outside cut, which often most of the time I am, mm-hmm. in that like I, mean, I write often with artists. But very often, we're trying to get one of the Lukes to cut it, yeah. man. We're trying to get one of the yeah. Dave's, one of the Blakes. <laughs> you know, we're trying to get those guys to get on that song. And it's got to matter to them, dude. Like, it's, yeah. it's got to rip their guts out. Like, if it doesn't rip their guts out, it doesn't stand a chance. It just doesn't. And that's like, I wish it was different. You know, I wish it was easier. And it, I feel like maybe it used to be. But, like, the world we're living in right now is that, like, you got to dunk on them, dude. And you don't, not just dunk on them. You need to turn mm-hmm. the rim off the goal. And shut the whole gym down. Yeah, yeah, that's it right there. You got to dunk them. It's got to be better than that ankle. Dunk. Like you can't compare. If you're trying to break into this, you can't compare what you're riding mm-hmm. to the ankle deep stuff. That, as you put it, that's a great way to put it. That's on oh, the, the air because you know what? That artist co-wrote that. They got it's a like piece of it. They don't need yours, right? Yeah, that's all about relationships. But if you're gonna get, if you're gonna break in, you're gonna have to blow somebody's mind. You're gonna have to dunk on them. You're gonna have to go hard to the paint. And just, mm-hmm. the time, you know, and look, it happens in different ways for everybody. And there's value in writing songs that don't you don't have to think too hard about. Yeah, you know, and that just feel good. That's uh, you know, mm-hmm. that's the hard part about telling anybody how to do this is that there aren't any rules really. Yeah, I mean, there's some things, but even those rules, like the how long a song is, is starting to not matter as much anymore. And like how it flows. I mean, some of this newer stuff this more folky Americana country stuff that's starting to bleed over into kind of country radio is really like, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Mostly just because I'm like, oftentimes asking myself like, what's happening? Are we, is this the course? <laughs> yeah. Where are we? Like what, what exactly is happening? Right yeah. Now? Yeah. But that just goes to show you the rules aren't always the same and people's opinions don't necessarily matter. But like, um, 
So it's one of those things where I wouldn't ever discourage anybody from writing the songs that feel good. I'm try- I've been trying to lean on that feeling more than anything mm-hmm. too. Like I did this yesterday and I'm certain I will again today in an hour, but like, I'm just like, sometimes I just ask myself, like, does it feel right? Yeah. Like, does it feel good? If it feels good, it feels yeah. right. Yeah. My saying is, is if, like, if it don't sing, it won't get sung. That's true. Right. Yeah. Like, cause you want to have something that they're going to sing night in and night out till they're sick of it. Cause the fans can't get enough of it. Yeah. So it's got to feel good. And yeah. I went to the, uh, NSAI Awards a couple of years ago, like the one pre-pandemic. It's the first one where they did all the 10 songs I wish I'd written, like live were performed. And like all those songs, I was just sitting there studying, you know, like going to school. And like all those songs are so singable. It was like some of it and meant to be and some of those that were just like, these are so, they're just spot on, man. The phrasing is right there. They all feel so good, even though like different ways, like break up in the end. and they're, But they all just, they all just feel like, they fell out of the sky well, that way. Like, encourage people. I know I've mentioned them once before, but like, especially that that Hardy project called "Like a Rock." Mm-hmm. Man, if you go like that song in particular, a guy that I used to write at Seagale that I'm just such a fan of, and I've written several great songs with, and just love the way he approaches the song. Is you know, I know Smith Onquist is a writer on that, mm-hmm. and like the way they phrase that is so awesome and like the other song on there that knocks me out is um called i don't want to be your i don't want to be your boyfriend anymore yeah man go listen to that song listen to how they twist that hook Mm -hmm. the way he flips that hook on his head it's like that right there is a great example of taking an idea Mm -hmm. knowing where you want to go before you start i guarantee you they knew they were going to flip that yeah before they started yeah Mm -hmm. and so they start the song I don't want to be your boyfriend anymore. They give you the hook on the first line. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be your boyfriend anymore. And they just list out all these things. And it's not starting to sound like a breakup song. And it's not about, he's about to propose, man. Yeah, yeah. Like he's about to, like, I want to be your husband. I don't want to be your boyfriend. I want to be your husband. Man, that, that's so good. And then on top of that, so they wrote it perfectly. And then on top of that, melodically and production wise, it's so different and so fresh. Mm-hmm. And it's and like more than anything, more than even the melody and the production is the phrase yeah. how they phrase those words how they flow the internals that happen that we know we're all thought out like we're considered yeah mm-hmm. and that's the, that's what most people that aren't you know most civilians that aren't in the business you know don't get they just know it sounds cool yeah but they don't consider that maybe somebody sat and thought well, if we put another ooh in there, it'll be three of them in the same line man that's gonna sound really good all right it's like those things that like once you get a great idea going, like we just kind of did with the cold one, mm-hmm. then it's up to you and your co-writers to make it sound cool. Like just saying things that are cool is okay. And that's half the battle, but like almost more important is like, does it feel great? Like, does it make something afterwards? Mm-hmm. Like, cause you can say like some biblical shit yeah. and it won't matter if it doesn't sound great. That's the it thing. It's feel great like, you want to have a great idea. Like, man, that, that idea is really cool. And then you have like moments. Oh, the course is really cool. Then you're just getting down more and more granular. Like every line is cool. Now every syllable is spot on and which is just, it can drive you nuts, but it's fun. When like when the lines just flow and it's like, ah, so good. But at the same time, writers need to think about these things and we do, Mm -hmm. but also like, don't overthink it. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, that's why this is so hard. I think it's just because like, 
that matters also. Like mm-hmm. if you if you zoom in too close, a lot of times Ian Christian, my co-writer, I write a ton with at Seagill. Does great tracks. What a like solid songwriter. He wrote that song "Man Made" for oh, yeah. Matt Still and Granger Smith. Anyway, he says this a lot. He says, "I think we're zoomed in on it right now. I think we're zoomed in on it too tight." Mm-hmm. And so that just means like, hey, let's back up. Mm-hmm. Are we thinking too? Are we overthinking this? Like, did what we say five minutes ago really work? We're just so zoomed in on it. We want it to be so great that we're forcing it. Yeah. And that's really what that means. So like at the same time, you can't be, you can't be too zoomed in on it, but yeah. you have to zoom in some. And so, and that has nothing to do, but just that like, is. that's reps. I mean, like I say this. Yeah, it's repetition. Yeah, to know to know like, what, yeah. where that line is and where well, it ain't. Yeah, <laughs> my, son, my son's eleven. I tell him all the time, "You want to be a great basketball player? Get your reps. Yeah. Get in the driveway and get your reps. Get your shot up. Get your shot. Get your That's shot right. up. And then because like I've probably since I've lived in Nashville, I've probably written fifteen hundred songs, mm-hmm. maybe. Wow. And man, I mean, a lot of those aren't very good. Like most of them aren't. I would say some of them are good. A few of them are really great, but most of them. And I'm going to say Barrett's bar so, for like, not that good is probably God. better than your good bar, just because that's the <laughs> thing. Because you, you realize that good does you, good does you makes you just as much money as bad, right? Yeah. So yeah. And sometimes it can, and sometimes it will. That's I right. mean, sometimes good will, sometimes bad will <laughs> yeah. make you money. I mean, I've got songs that are getting cut that are about to be cut that aren't necessarily my favorite songs. You yeah. know, like I've got lots of songs on, I've got a playlist on Spotify, all the cuts that I have, you know, indie major, whatever there, I've started creating a list. There's a bunch of songs on there and there's a few on there that I kind of wish like weren't on there. Cause like, they're not my, my personal favorite song. Right. But like, so they still matter mm-hmm. even when they're good and not great, but man, the ones that are great, like the ones that you want to sing at the bluebird the rest of your life, like that's, that's what we're after. Yeah. You know, like we're after, I'm after, I need four more, nothing on you that are, that feel so great, you know, or God bless mm-hmm. the boys or, you know, songs like your die runnings, like those songs. I, I love playing those out live. I'm proud, super proud of those. Cause it's like, people hear those and like, yo, like this dude is a songwriter. Yeah. This is not a hobby. For this dude. Yeah. Right. That's where it's at right there. Well, man, we got some great yeah, looks at this, Barrett. Thank you so much for your energy on that. That was wonderful. Of course, man. So we've got – so where can you see Barrett coming up? Well, there's a couple things happening. On November 11th, if you're in the southwest in Arizona, Barrett is going to be on the Christmas in the Desert Songwriting Festival in Gilbert, Arizona, which is just outside of Phoenix. And he'll be appearing there with, I mean, the lineup, David Lee Murphy, Jamie Floyd, Barrett Baber. Um, I'm missing somebody else that. Oh, yeah. Joe Leathers. Oh, my God. Joe Leathers. Like, forget yes. about it. I mean, like, this is a vulgar display of prowess on stage. So if you want to check that out. And then you're taking now in Nashville, we've got Grindhouse, which is one of the high end curated Writers' nights that regularly occurs in usually it's at the Live Oak, right? Yeah, all Thursday nights at the Live Oak every Thursday seven to seven to eleven is uh, Grindhouse Nashville. And man, I say this a lot, and I think this is you guys probably have echoed this on your podcast before, but let me just back it up by saying, like, people, I, I get asked a lot. Um, I think it's because I formerly was a high school teacher, and so a lot of young kids reach out to me that have aspirations of being songwriters and they think, well, maybe this guy will just like be nice to me and like maybe give me some advice. And I, man, I try to pay that 
forward as much as possible because plenty of folks did that for me when I started when I basically jump cannonballed into this game. But the um, but man, one of the best pieces of advice any new songwriter that has aspirations to be a professional songwriter can can get is to show up yeah. and to show up at places like Grindhouse on Thursday nights because that's really where you start to build your your community and your people and like your go-tos and the people that you're going to be successful with yep. and you're going to end up making friends with somebody, either mm -hmm. you or them, mm -hmm. or hopefully both of you, it might be a star. Yeah. And uh, like, there's a lot of dudes driving pretty fancy trucks around this town. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that they were pretty close friends with Luke Combs yeah. before people gave a shit. <laughs> uh, and that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's how it happens. It's uh, it's got a lot to do with talent and ability, and all those guys are talented, of course. Yeah, and so is he. Mm -hmm. But man, it's got a lot to do with meeting people. And so, Grindhouse Nashville is is what I think is the premier songwriting showcase in in Nashville. Um, that and the Music Row Freak Show, and mm -hmm. those two places have been so so good to me in terms of connecting me with people that now I really love and call my friends, and that I've gotten cuts with, and that I've gotten cuts on. Yeah. And so I would encourage anybody, if you're in Nashville or you're looking to move here or you're about to move here to do this thing, you need to show up. Mm -hmm. And first of all, you get a great look into what your <laughs> yeah. competition is, what the people. Yep. Like. Where the bar is you set. Get to figure out who you can, you know, realistically can get co-writes with. Mm -hmm. early. Mm -hmm. And then also just like develop a community of people around you that hopefully are all going to rise with the tide in your own season. And that's, man, that's one of the best, best nights ever. And I love the content they produce. And they're always, you know, they're, they advocate for songwriters as much as they do artists. And so, yeah, I'm excited. That's a long way to say I'm really excited to get out on the road in September with Grindhouse. They're taking the show out on the road to, uh, it's the Fresh and Raw tour at the Shuck and Shacks mm -hmm. nationwide, man. This, uh, the Oyster Bar Shuck and Shack up and down the East Coast. We'll be in North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, Maryland. There's one in Illinois. So we're going to be bouncing around. We're about to release all those tour dates coming up. But basically, the back half of September all the way into the first week of October, me and my friend Taylor Goyette will be out on the road doing a mini songwriters night at all these shuck and shacks all over the nation and looking to get out. Man, it's been a while since I've done a tour like that. So it's going to be fun to get out and do it. Do it that way. I really love playing writers rounds, man. It's like my favorite kind of show because it's there you go. It's all killer, no filler, man. It's just and part of my thing is like I really pay attention to that and try to make those performances special because I think that's how you win fans more than anything is not necessarily the song. Even it's almost what you say before and after, you know, yeah. that matter moments like that. And so and I really pay I try my very best to give as much attention to how I set up a song for those kind of shows with the stories I tell. And and that's um that's really served me well and, and given me the opportunity to get out and do this, do this tour with Shuck and Shack and, and Grindhouse. So you could follow what is it at Grindhouse Nash on Instagram and they'll be posting. Yeah. It, on Instagram, it's Grindhouse Nash. And also, I mean, let's not forget that Barrett's going to be gracing us with his presence at the first climb show takeover oh, awesome. at Live Oak. On I didn't October know he was confirmed for that. So if you're in Nashville. Or we just confirmed right. him and now yes. you're whether you like it or not. I'm on the list. That's awesome. No, we got. I did not tell you that we confirmed him. That's, that's the important I, I thing. So that's awesome. 
I told Barrett. <laughs> well, thanks again, Barrett, so much. Hey, guys, if you want to send your song title in to have this idea kind of fleshed out with Brent, myself, and a hit songwriting guest, then send your song title to info at daredevilproduction.com. Put song title challenge or STC in the subject line, and mm -hmm. maybe we'll pull it up and throw it out there, guys. That brings us to the end of another killer song title challenge. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.